With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to another edition of the Go Knows Podcast. I'm your host, Gregory McCoy. This podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not an insider. I do not work for a website. The majority of my content comes from me, in my opinion. Other information comes from the Internet. Today is March the 11th, 2020. I got about five different segments here for this episode. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, First segment is entitled Greg Carr. Not celebrated enough. Um, uh, Someone on YouTube, a fellow fan, uh, asked me to do something on Greg Carr. So uh, here we are. Um, Big guy, 6'6", 200 pounds. Uh, 200 plus pounds um he was a deep threat he was a jump ball receiver um he really didn't start he got his time at florida state was uh 2005 to 2008 um he really didn't start playing any significant time until well, he played every year, so I stand corrected. He 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 played a lot um his whole career. Uh his freshman year, he had 30 catches for uh 618 yards and nine touchdowns. Uh sophomore year, 37 catches, uh 619 yards, 12 touchdowns. Junior year, 45 catches, 795 yards, only four touchdowns. And his senior year, 39 catches for 542 yards and four touchdowns. Um, You really don't hear about this guy a lot because he played in the uh, Drew Weatherford era, um, which was not like (laughs) nothing to write home about. Um, He didn't doesn't look like he doesn't have he didn't really do anything in the NFL. Um. I don't know why. I mean, he was a he was a red zone threat. I mean, I'm trying to think back. Like, who was our guy? Who was like our number one guy back then during that time? I don't think we had like a big time. He probably was our big time receiver. Um, from what I can remember, he was a good player, man. Um, you know, Florida State was just going through that stretch where we. We didn't suck like we do now. We were adequate at best, but everybody felt like we sucked because the program had never been through something like that during our, you know, time or whatever. So, um, I mean, he, for all intents and purposes, he had a great career at Florida State, man. You know, um, he went over 500 yards receiving every year. Um, You know, in college, that's pretty good. Um, you know, especially at a program like Florida State, where during that time, you you was getting 
you know, good talent every year. He was able to stay on the field and contribute year in and year out for four years. So um, let me know what you think about Greg Carr, man. Um, Not celebrated enough. And I'm going to move on to the next segment, which is entitled Mark Wahlberg. Is he still box office? And I'm going to say, yeah, most definitely. One of my favorite actors of all time, man. I just recently watched his uh his new movie on Netflix. Great movie. Um You know. I like that movie. I like the um my favorite movie, my favorite Mark Wahlberg movie is probably Four Brothers from 2005, 2004, I'm not sure. But that's probably my favorite one. I like Max Payne. I like Shooter. Um, I like the one he did with uh, The Rock. Is it Pain and Gain? I like the one he did with Denzel Washington. Um, you know, just a tremendous actor, man. Um, the one where he was the cop. He did another movie where he was a cop in Boston with uh, Jack Nicholson and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. I can't think of it. Um but he's he's one of my favorite uh, actors. I didn't like him in Transformers. Okay. I didn't like him in that one. Um, but he's definitely still a box office guy, man. You know. Um, he hasn't played a bad guy in a long time. Um, I think the last bad guy he played was the like the the uh I forget the name of the movie where he was like the boyfriend that went crazy um I'm trying to think of the movie without looking it up but I can't think of it so it is what it is man um so let me know what you think about Mark Wahlberg man one of one of the uh best action uh, movie stars and just best actors period um, and I'm gonna move on to the next segment which is entitled Norvell's practices look very different than Willie Tacker's and I have to give the man credit more energetic more organized um, more emphasis on strength and conditioning um he had more staff than Willie. You could obviously see that. More support staff. And um, I can't fault Willie for that. That was basically Florida State. Um, you know, lowballing him to get him out of there. And at least Florida State is fully invested in, uh, you know, football this time around. But... Like I've said in previous episodes, I don't feel like we're going to improve significantly in year one under Norvell. This this is these are the improvements that Norvell has to make in year one. Get this team to play hard for an entire game. Don't let strength and conditioning ever be an issue. If players are on the field that are not giving max effort every single play get them off the field okay make sure that your players know their assignment okay 
that's that's those are the gains in year one okay if we can get that the wins will come later but you this you, you have to change the culture of this program okay because i you know jimbo fisher for all his success he didn't have a good culture while he was at florida state okay and you have to change that that's those are the those are the the the, the things that i'm looking for and it's gonna show on the field it will show on the field so um I've liked I've liked what I've seen in the strength and conditioning stuff I've seen on the internet. I've liked what I've seen in the couple of practices that I've seen on the internet, and I hope it can all translate to the field because that's ultimately what you're going to be judged by: wins and losses. And does your play, does your team play with maximum effort for a complete game? Like a LSU, like a Clemson, like a Ohio State, like an like a Alabama, a team that competes the whole game. That's what we need. So um, let me know what you think about that segment, and I'm gonna move on to the next segment, which is entitled "Babyon Johnson or Andrew Baselli." Who you got? Um, if Andrew Baselli could transform his body and be stronger and be less of a finesse offensive lineman he's definitely the better player from a cerebral standpoint standpoint Bavion Johnson is a more physical player and I'm not saying Bavion Johnson is stupid but he's not as smart as Baselli. okay pretty sure he's a very intelligent man in all aspects of life, but you could just see some of the stuff on the football field that he was not the center is supposed to get these guys and make the calls and checks at the offensive line. And you could just see that wasn't happening. And when Baselli got in there, it looked completely different. So one would have to say one guy knows what, what he's doing and the other guy doesn't. So for me, I'm picking Andrew Baselli. Get in the weight room, transform your body, become stronger. You know, you're a big guy, 6'4", 300 pounds. Get get your weight up. I mean, my God, Tony Baselli is your dad. Like, you know, some of this stuff just your size and athletic ability obviously comes natural. But you got to get in the weight room and get stronger. I can just look at a game on regular TV and see that. And if you do that, I mean... You will go, you will get drafted. There's no question. Um, you know, um, Bavion had no choice but to come back. Um, what was he gonna do? He he couldn't do anything else. He would have went undrafted in the league, and that's it. Um So let me know what you think, Bavion Johnson or Tony Baselli. Who you got as your starting center? Um, gonna move on to the next segment, which is entitled YouTube TV. Is it worth it? Um, YouTube TV is a very good service, but 
it's a little high price for my taste and you don't get a lot of channel i think you get like 70 something channels and it's a streaming service of course and you're always going to operate on a delay in sporting events but um i tried it for a few months in 2018 i tried it for a few months in 2019 it's it's a quality product a little expensive i think it's like 60 bucks now um but you never have to worry about i've never had it like buffer or anything like that some of the streaming services that um have uh that i have used has uh they've buffered and um you know it's just crazy when you're trying to watch a sporting event and you have to deal with buffering but all in all quality product can't really say anything bad about it um And I would recommend it. I would definitely recommend it to uh, anybody that is tired of cable and uh, just wants to try streaming a streaming service for a while. Now, my streaming service, I'm not going to advertise it, but it's much cheaper and I get more um, channels for my dollar, which is ultimately my goal. Anytime that, um, um, you know, I, uh, I'm shelling out money for TV. I'm trying to get the most, um, channels for my dollar. So, um, let me know what you think about, uh, YouTube TV. And I'm going to move into my last segment, which is entitled, um, I'm going to stick with the car theme and I'm going to go to Nigel Carr. Um, Nigel Carr, linebacker, a three-year player for um, Florida State. Um, he, I mean, just looking at some of his stats, man. Um, he doesn't have like all his tackling stuff in here, you know. He was a pretty good player for us. Um, I believe he's still in the league. I want to say he plays for the Bills. Um, No, he plays for the Ravens. From what I'm, let's see here, man. Nigel Carr. He's only 30 years old. 6'2", 240. Um... Hasn't played in a while. Yeah, I think he's like out the league. Professional career. Yeah. So he's just like one of the forgotten linebackers. I thought he was a pretty good player, man. Um, I don't know what happened in the NFL. I guess he just didn't make it or whatever. Um it doesn't show any of his stats here, so um, let me know what you think about Nigel Carr. If you guys can get some information on him, I'll be glad to read it and listen to whatever you got to say. But just from what I'm saying, he went undrafted in the league, 
Um, he went to the Ravens as an undrafted free agent. Then he got cut. I thought he, I could have swore he, I might be thinking about the other Nigel that played linebacker. Um, I might be thinking about the other one, but let me know what you think about this episode, man. That's the end of it. And, um, it's available on YouTube. It's available wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, I appreciate everyone who listens on a daily basis. And as always, go Knowles.